Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. You know, today we wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening in the market right now. Mm. Um, you know, as we are approaching spring and summertime, because it it can be confusing, right, to determine what to do and when is the right time if, you know, you're a buyer of when to buy and not over leveraging yourself or when is the right time, you know, if you're a seller to sell for the highest return. You know, Jarell and I go in depth about this every single month when we provide and send out our kind of monthly market updates, right? So we wanted to hop on here though and talk about it because it's a lot going on in the world right now and a lot of conversations around just the real estate market and what to do. So kind of want to backtrack because historically, springtime has always been the biggest selling season of the year. Yeah. And this this month and this year alone, early on, we've began to just see crowded open houses, you know, fierce overbidding and fast sales, which essentially that data aligns almost perfectly with what we saw in 2020, um, you know, during the pandemic and 2021. So overall, this housing market is just the direct result of low supply and high buyer demand. But the inventory that comes to the market each week has increased. So we just wanted to talk about it and throw out some things, some trends that we're seeing in our own market, specifically in the Bay Area. Um, you know, so hopefully it can be a helpful resource to you, but just just wanted to have a conversation about it. And just to add to that, I want to share a few Sundays ago, we were able to uh, conduct an open house for a colleague. And what we've noticed over the past few months prior to that open house, you might get a few individuals that will come in. Um, I think it was the the effect of the pandemic. We're still in that we don't know phase. But what was that? I think it was like two or three week Sundays ago. We had 22 families, not individuals, families show up to an open house on a Sunday. So the traction is up. And what Brittany is saying is we're seeing what a lot of offers being submitted on homes, a lot of people out and viewing. And that's in preparation to the spring. Gosh, imagine what the summer's going to be. But I would say, too, with the interest rates rising, and we're going to be talking about this in greater detail, is there's been some almost what feels like pausing moments because, you know, as a buyer, you're sitting there saying, okay, well, the interest rate is higher, but what are my friends doing? What are my families doing? You know, this just happened as of recently, you know, for 2022, and what should I do? So we're also seeing those effects as minor as they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing them right off bat. Absolutely. And if, let's, I think we should just talk about some of that data so we can put it into perspective. The data has shown us over uh, this course of this past year, home prices are up 18.5%. Over the past 12 months, home prices have gone up. They have soared 
to 18.5%. Typically, what we've seen year over year, year over year, it was about 14%. But leading up to the bursting housing bubble in 08, listen to this, about 12.3 million households were formed in the U.S. between January 2012 and June 2021. Now, for that data, let's just let's break that out. Let's tease that out a little bit and talk about it. The housing prices have gone up 18.8, over the course of this last year. The average was 14%, meaning year over year, we've seen the growth of about 14% nationally. But this past 12 months have been on fire. Why? In the course of the, in the midst of the pandemic, families understood You know what? When they tell us to be fearful, we are jumping in, going full at it. We want to own a home. The opportunity is now. And I would say more so even than families, it's um, millennials, Gen Zers. And I think we spoke about that, correct me if I'm wrong, in the last couple of episodes, too, of, you know, in our Homebuyers um, series, is that was a big focus and still is a big focus for a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen Zers. So when we're talking about those interest rates rising, I think there's still individuals out there that have bigger aspirations than what the interest rate can be. But this last point, 12.3 million households were formed in the U.S. between January 2012 and June 2021. Now, if we remember correctly, that bubble happened in 08. Well, it started like in 06, 07, and then boom, 08 hit. And what you see here, January 2012, the biggest growth came right after the burst. So from 2012 to 2021, does that give us actual numbers to look at maybe for 2022, 2023, up until 2030 of what the growth will look like? Because remember, there is about nationally 7 million buyers still in the market right now, which means we don't have the inventory like Brittany is sharing, but millennials don't care. People are tired of being cooped up. They want their own space. The interest rates, yeah, it's going to shake off some of the dead weight or the individuals that are not serious about owning a home. But I think the, the majority still want what they want, and that's home ownership. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, so I know we alluded to this in the beginning of just globally what's happening and troubling events around the world is – there are effects now um, because of that in the real estate market. And I just wanted to point these out and then we'll really go into as a buyer what this is looking like and as a seller what this is as what this is looking like. Yeah. So first and foremost, the supply chain, right? Disruptions have forced contractors, construction companies. I mean, we're seeing this across the board. We're seeing gas prices, groceries, you know, everything is lumber, material, everything is just it's complicated right now. Right. And that's as Brittany is saying, the supply chain is impacted for us to get some of the product on our shelves in the grocery store. Well, it might be hung up somewhere across seas or somewhere or it might not be that much. We don't have that much inventory of it. So what happens is the price goes up to slow the demand and to meet the need that's out there. Um, so just that, I mean, talking about the supply chain and I didn't mean to cut you off, but man, it's just crazy that all this has an impact and how it correlates to the real estate market mm-hmm. directly on, you know, 
just what we're seeing day to day. So yes, the supply chain is disrupting, for instance, contractors, construction companies to charge higher prices and work at slower paces. You know, right off bat, we always encourage our clients who are buying um, specifically in or even or even sellers who are who are buying towards spring and summer, you know, projects that you want to work on, be mindful of when those are going to occur. Because one, it's a lot of construction happens in the summertime, right? Yeah. As opposed to wintertime. So of course those prices are going to rise, especially the same thing if you're, if you're selling and there needs to be some work done to your home. So you have to, um, you know, plan it accordingly so that you're not having to pay almost double, you know, many of, um, you know, many buyers, they'd love to get the work accomplished, but sometimes with, you know, contractors and construction companies right now is that it's hard for them to source some of the materials they need to keep up with client requests. You know, so if you're a buyer right now, talk to your contractors early so that you can get a realistic price and some time estimates so that you're not having to, one, get into a home and then pay you know, double, triple of what you would pay if you just waited, right? Look at those items and say, okay, what has to be done right now? Um, And then what can also wait until we at least start to see some stabilization with, um, you know, our our supply chain and some other events that are happening. And it's just natural, even during the course of summer, spring, these are the hottest months like Brittany has shared. So if you're in that process of wanting to do rehab or bring the house that you just purchased up to a level or standard that you have, just expect that the price is going to be a little bit higher during the summer and spring months, right? Right now, or typically OSB board, right? That you could get a sheet of that board for probably about a little less than $5. The price of OSB board has skyrocketed. So when we're talking about bathroom rehabs or flooring rehabs, just know that any material you're looking at, Home Depot, Lowe's, wherever you're shopping for your material or your contractors are shopping, the price is escalated. So your your normal size bathroom, we've seen rehabs that full rehabs that can be done anywhere between five to eight thousand. Uh, you know, as of last year, we're seeing quotes anywhere from twelve to fifteen thousand on a same normal bathroom. We're talking about shower. Uh, tub or just a shower unit toilet and sink right nothing special these prices are increasing and that's why it's so important to observe the data see what the market is doing and prepare accordingly and another thing to think about is making sure that you're getting different quotes right that you want to get uh you know one two and three bids on a specific project that you're working on because based on where those contractors reside or where they're coming from or their workload that can also vary as well yeah yeah Something just to think about. Buyers, what's important to think right now? I want to talk specifically to our buyers that are in the market. There are still a lot of families out there. Now, if you've been on the market shopping for a while, it's important to revisit the conversation with your lender. Why? Because as the interest rates start to increase, your buying power starts to decrease. What does that mean? Well, Jarrell, we were pre-approved for 670 in December. Well, that 670 pre-approval was based on the market or the, the interest rate at that time. Now, 670 with the interest rate we have here in March, April, right, the spring quarter, uh, 
spring is this spring quarter the spring quarter has increased so your buying power might no longer be 670 now we're working with the 620 pre-approval right so these are just things to keep in mind as we're going through this process do not be afraid of home buying but we have to plan accordingly and something to think about too, what Gerald just said is, you know, if you had that pre-approval in December is you may also be on the other end of, well, you know, I've been able to save X amount of money from December until now, yeah. right? So that has increased. So it's important to talk to the lender because what you might have stated that you wanted to be that monthly payment in the beginning might have changed now, or, you know, there might have been uh, a raise in your job. So Again, just speak with a lender because as interest rates are rising, don't let that make you feel rushed in making a a rushed decision. Yeah, I think, and if I can just take that point that I really want to hone in on what me and Brittany share with our clients, with our friends and family, and what we want to share with you. Now, we might not get the best (laughs) reviews or our, our colleagues might get upset, but we truly feel We don't want you to feel rushed. Don't let the interest rates feel like you need to make a decision today. No. If you plan for an interest rate at 5% and you adjust your family accordingly, then you'll be prepared for that purchase and moving into the home. Um, Second, you have the ability to refinance down the road. When me and Brittany bought in 2018, whenever it was, our first property, we got in at a 5% interest rate. Right before, right during the pandemic, we were able to refinance down to a 2% interest rate. So the key is, yes, you have to, would it be great to get in at 1.5? Do you, did you miss the boat? No, you just have to get your foot in the door, make it work until you can position yourself to move up to the next ladder or the next rung on the ladder, right? So think about it. Don't let the interest rates feel like you have to make a rush decision. The second point is you can always refinance down the road. Just take care of your mortgage payments on time and stay mortgage worthy. Last, and this is the last point, and I really want to hone in on this for buyers. Avoiding buyer's remorse. When you make rush decisions or you panic or have fear of missing out, then after a few months of being in a home, you might have remorse because you were trying to chase to keep up with other individuals. Right now, what we encourage you to do is assess what's best for you and your family. Okay, here's the numbers. Here's my pre-approval amount. Shop below my pre-approval amount. If I'm pre-approved for 670, let me shop in that 575, 580 range. Why? Because I want to give myself a buffer to submit my best, cleanest, and highest offer. And I also want to protect against the rising interest rates. And I don't want my family to feel so pressed that when we get in the home, we have to choose, can we go to Whole Foods or do I need to go to Grocery Outlet? And again, I don't want to give the precept that we have anything against Whole Foods or Grocery Outlet, but the, the impact on daily living is, 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 is challenged. So when we are in the process of home shopping, there's a lot of details to prepare yourself for. And I think, Brittany, as a seller, is there anything we should cover? I think, you know, we have a lot of conversations now with sellers um, that had said, you know, we really want to sell this year. And they're they're nervous, right? Because any seller after they sell is then going to be a a buyer. Well, it shouldn't be for all, but for most, right? So at some point, right when they do sell, they're going to buy. So of what they're hearing right now in the market for buyers, that there is 
can be some difficulty in getting those offers accepted or they don't want to over leverage, it can be very, very hard to determine what to do and when to do it. Mm. You know, what's important for sellers to recognize, though, is that in the U.S. right now, we have about 5 million fewer homes than we need to meet the demand. So essentially, that makes your residential real estate incredibly, incredibly valuable. You know, and we also have a plethora of data showing that your home in this market will sell quickly and it will sell for top dollar. But just because of what's happening right now, it may take a little bit of time to get the price that you want. Yeah, and I think an important an important note to mention right here for our sellers, but buyers, please keep your ears tuned to this. Sellers. Sellers have locked in an interest rate for their homes that they've been in five plus years, and they're in the process of considering selling, but afraid to take on a new mortgage at mm-hmm. a higher interest rate. So when we're talking about the volume or or the number of properties out there being low, these are one of the factors why it is low because sellers are not so excited to jump into a new mortgage at a higher interest rate. That consideration of, you know what, maybe we can hold on another two or three years. Maybe we can make this work a little bit longer. Hence, that's why the volume so low. Buyers are out there submitting when something is available. They're submitting 10 offers. There's 10, you know, clients out there trying to grab that one property. And this is just to let you know, yes, the market is not as hot as it was last summer. But this thing is hot and it's starting off to a good approach. It's starting off great. So as you're approaching this sellers, get with the agent that can help you plan accordingly. Have conversations with your family so you can understand what steps need to be taken to prepare. And I would say this right now, you know, don't expect your home to sell the same day you list it, right? That that also may happen. We've seen it happen before, but it's going to depend on several factors that also includes your location, price expectations, and that next step moving forward. But something to consider, though, is that there's so many experts right now that believe be, that believe that the Federal Reserve will need to increase the yeah. interest rates soon to combat inflation. Yeah, you know it's an ongoing discussion. Nothing set in, set in stone. Nothing is certain. But we just wanted to share, you know, some conversations, some masterminds that we've been a part of and just have been listening to. So just keep the possibility in mind. Right. Because turning down a good mortgage offer because you demand as a seller an excellent one could end up costing you more money in the long run. And and I think we've also seen that a lot with our 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 buyers right now. There's been homes that have been sitting for more than, you know, two weeks. They've been sitting for for longer. You know, last summer it was, I think, averaging six or seven days and it was already pending. So we are seeing it hold for a lot longer on the market. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for some homes, of course, based on the condition and based on what's happening in that neighborhood that you as a buyer may have the leverage, but there's also, you know, those sellers, right? As a seller, you have the ability to wait until you get the right price for that home. So it can, it can definitely go both ways. I think always Jarell and myself, we, 
want to be able to provide you all the most information as possible so that you can make the most sound decision for yourself. So we always set up, you know, consultations still sometimes virtual, but we prefer in person, you know, to provide a more specific analysis on common trends that we're seeing, you know, of course, based on the area or your neighborhood of interest. So we always say, and we truly mean it, that feel free to reach out to us so that we can help you kind of assess and break down what's happening in the world than what's happening, um, you know, in the real estate market and what that's going to look like for you in your future endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate you tuning in until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany will be so grateful if you share their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.